uh, something. I don't remember which chapter it is. Uh, Galatians. Oh, hallelujah. Chapter 6. Hallelujah. No, it's not that. It's not that. That's not the one I want you to go to. It's, it's uh, uh, let, me, let me find it here. Um, <laughs> glory. Uh, try, let's try, um, let's try, uh, uh, 2 Corinthians. Yeah, that's it. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Um, got them mixed up. So 2 Corinthians chapter 9. So just like the Bible tells us that we have to have, we have to have a right heart when we give. Now, listen, uh, say this with me, say, uh, when we give... We have to give out of a right heart. You know, the Bible says that uh, we need to be mindful of the things of the Spirit. We need to be, in, in, in Romans chapter 8, it tells us we need to be mindful of the things of the Spirit. And so when we're talking about supernatural increase, we're not talking about something natural. We're not talking about how you earn money in the natural. Um, your profession in the natural... Uh, what is your profession in the natural? So Anna's an administrative assistant, and that's her profession in the natural. Uh, her profession is what she does to make a living in the natural. But what, uh, when, when it comes to the things of the Spirit, it's not, how, it's not the work that you do or the amount of time that you apply yourself to a particular work that determines what you earn in the Spirit. So let me let me ask you if you now you you you're an administrative assistant. Let me uh, um, let me do uh, Annie. Annie, what what is your profession? Did you hear her? She said, "I do it all." What? what? Human re <coughs> payroll HR manager. When you started in your profession, where did you start? What was your profession when you started? Administrative assistant. She didn't remember. Administrative assistant. So Annie started out as, and it, yeah, she's like, that was too many years ago. Annie started out as an administrative assistant. Now, when she started as an administrative assistant, we pulled out our taxes one year and um, we, were, we were just looking over the years that we had been, you know, what, what we had made over the years. And one year we pulled out taxes. And as an administrative assistant, Annie made $13,000 one year. $13,000. That was her pay for being an administrative assistant during, at that time, during that time. So the um, reason why we were looking back is because... We were, we were trying to remember where the Lord had brought us from. But you know what? Do you know how many hours she worked for that 13000 As many hours as she's working today for what she's making today. But she's not making, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, she's making exponentially more today than she made as an administrative assistant. So, um, in the beginning, when you first starting out in your profession, when you first starting out, Michael, well, Michael started out um, on roofs. He, we were talking about it the other night. He was a definitely just he was a roofer. 
As a teenager, he was a roofer. Now, he made fairly decent money as a roofer, but I, I guarantee he wasn't making the money he's making today uh, doing roofing back then, just being a roofer, as he is as the vice president of Salazar Roofing Company and, uh, to, and, and running the, uh, um, the uh, commercial side, right? So um, the better your profession <laughs> in the natural, Listen, the better your profession is in the natural, the more you make, right? Because there are good professions and there are bad professions. Isn't that right? There are good professions in the natural and there are bad professions. Well, in the spirit. Now, let me ask you a question. If you're living poor in the natural, probably because you're in a poor profession. Bring me a chair, Gabe, so I can sit down on everybody just like they're sitting down on me. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? If, if, if you're, now, here's the thing. You can, you can have all kind of lofty ideas about what you want to be. Man, one day I'm going to, one day I'm going to. But until you start, until you start improving what you're doing in the natural to make money in the natural, it's not going to change. So poor profession in the natural, you're, you're going to lack in the natural. Good profession in the natural, you're going to abound. Well, now, take and turn it around in the spirit. Poor profession in the spirit, you're going to be poor in the spirit. Good profession in the spirit, you're going to be prosperous. So, But profession in the spirit, making a living in the spirit, doesn't have to do with how many hours you put in. Has to do with what you know. Amen. And a profession in the spirit is not what you do, it's what you. Boy, I'm preaching right now. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. <clears throat> and so we got to straighten out how, we, how we're, how we're getting. Are y'all with me here today? So you got to straighten out how you give. You can't give because Pastor Zig told you to give. You can't give because I said, Lord told me there's some people here need to give $1,000. And, well, you know, I trust Pastor Zig, so I'm going to give $1,000. Now, listen, if you want to, if we're raising funds, if we're raising funds for a building, and I say, listen, how many of you will, how many of you will um, uh, make a pledge for $10,000? I mean, if you decide you're going to make a pledge for ten grand, you can do that in the natural if you want to, if we're fundraising. But when it comes to uh, being obedient to the Spirit, in your giving. Number one, your tithe. You don't have, you don't have to pray about tithing. <laughs> you, you know why you don't have to pray about tithing? You don't have to pray about tithing because the Bible commands us to tithe. A dime out of every dollar belongs to the Lord. The first fruits of our increase belong to Him, period. So we know, we know to do that. that there's, that's a no-brainer. Now, offering giving. It's a no-brainer. We're supposed to give offering. The question is, what do we give in the offering? How do we give that? And when we do give it, how do we give it? Uh, the, the, the Bible tells us how to give. So, amen. Say this with me. Say this again. Say, say you have to be right in your heart when you give. So here's what the Word says, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly 
shall reap also sparingly. In other words, if you're a cheap giver, if, if it's in your heart to give cheap. Now, it's not, that has nothing to do with the amount. Because there, there was a widow that had a mite. That, that the Bible says she gave the best gift because she gave all that she had. In fact, Jesus said this. He said, all these people giving all this money, it don't mean nothing compared to what that woman gave. Because she gave, the, she gave everything that she had. Do you know how she gave everything that she had? She didn't give everything she had because what she had uh, had a great uh, worth in the natural. She gave everything she had because of what was in her heart. Amen. See, that, that's, that's why many of us, even when we're, when we're giving, it's how we get derailed. It's how we get off course because we don't realize it's not, it's not the amount of zeros you put on the end of that check. Now, listen, if God tells you to put a bunch of zeros at the end of the check, that's good. But here's the thing. Your heart has to be right. And so if, if in your heart you know good and well you're, 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 you're cheaping out on God, There have been times I wrote a check for 10 grand, knew I was cheaping out on God. Am I just preaching that good, Tyler? Is that what it is? Because I, I, uh, um, I think I told you all this testimony. There was a kid, the Lord told me to give him my Taylor guitar. I had bought that guitar on my 30th birthday. Annie, Annie was trying to keep me out of the house because she was going to try to surprise me. It cost her $2,700. <laughs> She's like, go look at guitars. I, I looked at one, and it said, take me home. <laughs> and so I bought it. I picked it up. I thought it was my guitar, $2,700 Taylor guitar. Beautiful guitar. A friend of mine had one, Ellie Arcee. Beautiful guitar. And so I got it. I got the exact same one that he got, except mine didn't have flame maple on the sides. It had something else. Uh, no, his had curly maple. Mine had flame maple. But anyway... Um, beautiful guitar. The longer you have these guitars, the better they sound. Anyway, I bought that guitar on my around my 30th, on my 30th birthday. Several years later, I'm in Queen City, Texas. We're having an offering, and we, sometimes we have these offerings that are called, I'll never be broke another day in my life offering. And the reason why we do that is out of obedience to the Lord. It's not a gimmick. If the Lord tells us to do it, we'll do it. But what we do during that time, I'll teach on finance, and at the end of the teaching, I'll be like, we're going, to, we're going to take a special offering. And in this offering, I want you to sow the seed that the Lord tells you to sow. And I want you to be obedient and, and sow out of what you've learned, out of what you have heard, out of what you know, out of your spirit. Not out of your head, out of your spirit. And when you go to sowing out of your spirit, especially when you've been taught concerning supernatural increase, I'm going to tell you right now, the Lord will start asking you for more than what you want to do in your, in your head. He'll start asking you to get out there farther than you want to get. Don't ask me why. That's just the way that it is. I guess significant breakthroughs require significant seeds. So um, when I asked the Lord what he wanted me to do in that offering, he said, you know that guitar you have at your house? That Taylor, I said, yes, Lord. He said, you need to give that guitar. I'm like, heck no. I mean, that guitar, that guitar was just starting to, you know, these guitars, you keep them long enough, they start to sound really warm, really nice. The, t the top on the guitar had turned a nice uh, caramel color. I mean, it, it, it started out almost white, and man, it was nice, and it was turning real blonde, and, and man, it was beautiful. And Man, it was playing so nice. I had already got it broke in. It was gorgeous. And the Lord's telling me, give this guitar. To this, to this 
kid that played guitar on the, and mind you, I, I played this kid's guitar. He's on the worship team. I played his guitar to try it out. The action was so high on that guitar, I could barely even squeeze the, the, the uh, strings down onto the neck because it was, it was so, it was crazy. And so, um, I, uh, uh, I was, I, I was, I, I told the Lord, I said, well, if you want me to get him a guitar like that, I'll get him a guitar like that. And the Lord was like, I don't want you to get him a guitar like that. You give him that guitar. Okay. And I was like, I ain't giving him my guitar. Lord, that's my guitar. That's my guitar. Anybody ever said stuff like that? That's my car. That's my house. That's my boat. That's my purse. Those are my shoes. That's my ring. That's my vacation money. I'm, I'm trying to help y'all. Listen, I'm not trying to get an offering from you today. I'm trying to get your hearts to where you can get in the flow of God's provision for your life. So I, I was like, well, Lord, I'll get him. So I went to, a, I'm trying to make this short. I went to a, a music store there in uh, Texarkana. And I found the exact same guitar that I had. I bought it brand new, $2,700. I was like, I'm going to give him this guitar, Lord, since you want him to have one like mine. You know what? My heart was wrong. You know what I was doing? I was being sparing in my, amen. I wrote a fat check. But you know what? That, that offering wasn't costing me nothing. Well, I am preaching. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes God, you know, some people, I've heard some people in the past, back in the day, they say, well, you need to give till it hurts. And then people took offense to that. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Many times when God asks us to give, he asks us to give to the point where it costs us something. It has an effect on us. We, we, don't, we don't give and then walk away the same. We give and then we kind of limp away. Because it means something to us. God's looking for stuff. God's looking for us to give to him uh, in a way that it means something to us. Because where our treasure is, there will our heart be also. If we will, if we will give to God on that level and in that measure. Listen, when you balk up against what God's telling you to do financially, you're probably doing it right. When you, and when you're bucking up against it regular, whew, you cu- you're probably cutting edge. Now, some of you say, well, you, I can't, you can't live there. No, you can't in the natural. That's why you got to get out of the flesh and get in the spirit. Because if you try to live there in the natural, you're sunk. But if you will stand in faith, if you'll keep your heart right, if you'll believe the word of God, if you won't, if you won't make a wrong profession, if you won't make a wrong profession, I didn't even, I haven't even read the whole verse. So your heart has to be right. You know what I was doing? I was trying to sow sparingly. I was trying to get away with doing something that wouldn't affect me. That wouldn't, that wouldn't have to make me have to do something that would, uh, in my opinion, it wouldn't cost me nothing. I mean, it cost me money. But money ain't even valuable until it means something to you. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. So you say, what would you do, Pastor Zig? Well, I try. I tried to get away with giving him that guitar, and I, I, and I ended up having to give him the one. <laughs> I, I ended up having to give him the original one, and then I got stuck with the other one. And I say I got stuck with it because, honestly, what, when it was all said and done, I found out that he, he, said, he, had, he told me this. This kid told me, he said, you know how long I've been believing for this guitar? I said, how long? And he told me the month, the day, and the year, the exact month, day, and year that I bought the guitar is when he went into a music store and looked at it and said, one day, Lord, I'm going to have that guitar. You're going to bless me with it. It was on the same day I bought the thing. That never was my guitar. I only thought it was. But I was just holding it until the day. Come on now. God knows. God knows. And so I told him, I said, you know, that's my birthday. I said, and on that day is when I bought this guitar. I said, the Lord's been having me hold this guitar for you the whole time. I said, I did buy this new one if you're interested in it, you know, over there. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, Brother Ziggy, I'd never dream of having the other one. You've actually touched this one, and so I want this one. I'm like, you dirty rat. <laughs> but we have, we have to get in line with the Spirit. Are y'all, am, I, am I coming across clear? Because, see, some, some people are like, oh, all these people, all they want is money. No, listen. That's not why we're talking about that. In order for us to, to receive the harvest of God's blessing, when we, when we give, we have to give with a right heart and a right spirit. You know, David prayed something. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart. Almost sounds like he prayed the same thing twice. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Now, how many of you know what, when he said create in me a clean heart, what he was talking about? He wasn't talking about his, uh, this uh, muscle in his chest. When he said create in me a clean heart, he was saying clean my spirit, God. And then when he said renew a right spirit, you know, he wasn't saying renew his spirit. When you look at the word in the Hebrew, you know what it means? Create a steadfast spirit. A steadfast. Lord, let me be hard-headed. Lord, let me be steadfast. Let me be faithful. Let me be faithful to you. Let me do it your way all the time. Not, not half the time. Not part. See, some of you satisfied with doing good half the time. Part of the time. Well, you know what? I'm not as bad as so-and-so is. At least I go to church. At least I put something in the offering. Come on now. But you know what? You're never going to tap into the wealth of heaven. By going halfway. We, we've got to go all the way. Turn to someone, tell them, go all the way. Amen. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And look what it says. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. And then it tells us how we're supposed to be in our hearts. Every man according as he purposes in his heart. So let him give. Not grudgingly. Listen, if you, if you come up in here and you wrestle with being, praise the Lord. If every time I get up here and talk, you're like, here we go again. You're not hurting me. Because guess what? God's going to supply for me, not, not, not according to what I persuade you to do, because I'm not trying to persuade you to. 
I'm not, you got, you got to get that out of your head that I'm trying to persuade you to do something so I can have something. Have I, have I told y'all what I make as a pastor of this church? I make $36,000 a year as the pastor of this church. Well, here's the thing. This, this, I'm, not, I'm only saying that for this purpose. Now, I don't, that's not how much I make a year. Because I've been getting paid through the Evangelistic Association since I was a teenager. And I continue to get paid through the Evangelistic Association because that's what we, that's what we do. Now, every dime that this church gives me goes into my savings account because I don't need a dime of it. You know what? Remember I told you all I started our business, the airplane business? Remember I told you I, I cleaned that plane? Made it, you know, I landed a, a nearly $30,000 contract this week. I landed a thirty grand contract this week on airplane business. On three planes. Are y'all hearing me? You know what? I don't need a dime of that money. I don't need a dime of that money. Michael said, hey, man, you probably buy a van or something. You need to buy a van for that. I said, I could with that first paycheck. I said, buy a van for the business. No debt. Glory to God. Amen. Now, see, some of you are like, that must be nice. It is. <laughs> it is. And that's not a, that's not a, that's not a, a statement of arrogance. We don't sow sparingly. We sow generously. And because we sow generously, amen. Glory to God. Listen, I'm a giver and have been forever. But not just a giver in, in what I'm doing. You know, the, 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 not in just the amounts of, that I give. But my, I align my heart with the Lord, with the Spirit. And if the Spirit is saying, you know, if the Spirit is saying to do something and He's saying to do something, there have been times the Lord told me to sow $100. I was generous in sowing that 100 because I sowed it out of my spirit. I may have had 10 or 12,000, 14, 20, 30, $50,000 that I could have sown, but the Lord didn't say sow 50,000. He said sow 100. But then there have been times he said, all that airplane money you have, all that airplane money you raised, you're giving it all away. Well, Lord, how we go buy our airplane if we give it all away? He's, yeah. See, see how we think? God, God revealed my heart. The minute he told me to give all that airplane money away, and I was like, Lord, how are we going to do what you told? Oh, so you weren't trusting me to begin with. Now all of a sudden you're trusting in what you, boy, you all hear me today. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Give me a steadfast spirit. Let me be hard-headed and faithful. Let me do what you've called me to do. And do what you... See, that's where the blessing of God is. You know, I'm going to tell you straight up. There are a lot of preachers that they don't believe what they're preaching when they talk about this stuff. They hear someone like me get up and talk about it. They hear me give testimonies like I'm giving. They're like, hmm, he must be getting that money because what he's... I'm going to start talking about it too. That's not how, you know what? The Lord, didn't, the, Lord didn't, the Lord didn't bless us with a contract on three airplanes. That has nothing to do with, that doesn't have nothing to do with church or ministry. How can, it, how can that be? I, I, put the, I, put my, I put the page up on Facebook seven minutes later. I have a contract for 30 grand. 
Don't even know it. Get a text. Is this you? Yeah, it's me. What will you charge me for this airplane? Well, I don't know. I have to look at it. Looked at it Friday. I said 8 to 10. It's a jet, big jet. He said, well, come look at this other one. The other two are over here. The other two are over here. Glory to God. Boy, see, <clears throat> sometimes if you get excited about other people's stuff, God will bless you. Be like, ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 You know, when I go to being obedient to me, and I'll tell you, Michael, Michael will testify to this because I talked to him about it. Cherie will definitely testify to it. T Tyler will testify to it. Ted will testify to it. I told him, I said, I'm, I'm trying to be careful because right now I don't have a lot of time because I'm doing ministry, but I felt like the Lord wanted me to do this. Now, listen, you say, why would you do this when you don't have time? Well, when the Lord tells you to do something, you just go to doing it. And so when, when the Lord told me to do it, I was, I was telling Tyler. First one I told was Tyler. I was like, Tyler, if I do that, and I was nervous. I said, if I do this, man, it's probably going to blow up. I don't know if I have the time because I know how the Lord is. There's no doubt in my mind that when I stepped out, something was going to happen. And some people are like, hey, man, you need to work it. I know. I'll work it the way the Lord wants me to work it. But I told Michael the same thing. I'm like, hey, I'm kind of nervous, you know. I can do two by myself a month. You know, and you know why I do it? You, you say, why would you clean airplanes? It's relaxing to me. It, 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 it scratches that, uh, that OCD itch in me. Because I'm OCD when it comes to cleaning. When it comes to cleaning stuff, I'm OCD. And I got to have the, I got to have an outlet. I got to have an outlet. And so give me a couple airplanes a month. Get rid of all that nervous energy. I mean, I get to spend time with the Lord listening to, you know, uh, listening to my favorite Bible teachers there in the hangar. Just, to, just doing work that I enjoy. There's very, I feel very fulfilled. I need the, how many of y'all know your pastor needs to exercise? <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. I got this figure sitting behind a desk. Actually, not even behind a desk, sitting in a chair. Brought my desk to me. <laughs> but I was, I was nervous, so I talked to Shree about it. Shree's, and Shree, Shree's willing to take a pay cut to help me so I don't go under. <laughs> I, I can help you once or twice. She's like, but I ain't, I ain't working for you. You, don't, you won't pay me enough. <laughs> but maybe eventually, huh, Shree? Just glory to God. Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, not grudgingly, not grudgingly. In other words, when you're giving it, don't be all, eh, I guess, if I have to, are you sure? Some of y'all need to learn how to trust your other half. You know, sometimes when the Lord told me a thousand, he told her two. You know what I wanted to do? A thousand or two thousand. What would you want to do? 
a thousand. Why? Because I could use that other thousand for something else. <laughs> Especially nowadays. I mean, get a tank of gas. <laughs> Thanks, Joe Biden. <laughs> no, that's, that's a tank of gas for your mower, Ted. Prices nowadays. Not grudgingly or of necessity. In other words, don't just give because there's a need. For God loveth a cheerful giver. So, so there ought to be joy that comes up out of our heart. Now, you know, the hardest time to get joy in giving is when you're lacking. Or when, ga- when, or when you're getting gouged at the gas pump. You know what you want to do? You want to get on Facebook be like, I can't go anywhere. What is it's going crazy. We, can't, we ain't going to be able to do nothing with Jesus. My God, the whole world's going to hell in a handbasket. Amen. I Me, mean, I'm telling you, I look at them gas pumps, I'm like, well, I don't like it. But you know what? Uh, he supplies all my need according to his riches. So if prices go up, guess what? His provision goes up. Amen. So if it goes up, guess what? God's going to supply everything you need to ensure that you can function in whatever environment the devil tries. Amen. And the, and the devil, he might, be, he might be just putting his hands together. Yeah, that, that reminds me of that testimony I told you all about Robert Schuler. The Lord told him to build a convalescent home, an old folks home, on his property there in uh, uh, California, his church. And uh, he said, Lord, I can't. The person that's on there won't sell. He said, he said, you need to get him to sell. That's what the Lord told him. So he goes and he makes this guy an offer for his property uh, to build this convalescent, he makes a guy an offer on the property that's double what his property's worth. And he doesn't go himself. He sends someone over there to make the guy the offer. Uh, Dr. Schuler is going to give you double what your property's worth. He said, and the guy says this to him. He's so, this guy's so wicked. He says, he said, so Dr. Schuler says the Lord wants him to have this property, huh? He said, yep, Lord said he wants it and he's willing to give you double. He said, tell Dr. Schuler if the Lord wants this property, it's going to cost him a million dollars. It wasn't worth a million dollars. It was worth it was worth a quarter of that. It was worth a quarter of that. But he said, if God wants it, it's gonna cost him a million dollars. Well, they they came and told Dr. Schuler and he got mad. He was like, How dare, how dare he? In fact, Dr. Schuler went over and told him, How dare you? Told him it'll be over my dead body. You get a million dollars for this. And he went back, and the Lord said, build that home. He said, Lord, the man won't sell. And Dr. Schuler said, Lord, he, the, he, the man wants me to give him a million dollars. You know what the Lord told Dr. Schuler? If it takes a million dollars to get the devil off of my property, give him a million dollars. He said, why are you so... You know what he told him? He said... The Lord told Dr. Why are you so materialistic? You know what? You know what? You know what? He, Dr. Schuler thought he was being a good steward. But when God tells you to, amen. When God tells you to do something, you don't play around. You just do it. 
Just do it. See, some of you ought to go get a Nike sticker. Stick it on your door. Stick it on your mirror. Stick it in your car. Stick it somewhere and, 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 and put Bible somewhere on there and say, just do it. It's, it's radical faith. It's just do it faith that gets things done. Church, I'm going to tell you something. This whole world, it doesn't matter what happens in this world. It doesn't matter how much bread costs, how much milk costs, how much water costs, how much gas costs, how much cars cost, how much houses cost, how much airplane. It doesn't matter how much it costs. If God intends for you to live this life and to live in this world and he's the supplier of all your needs, then bless God, whatever it is that you have need of to do what God wants you to do, you're going to have not just better. Barely enough, you're going to have more than enough. See, you, but you can't let the devil come in and start messing with you. You know, they, 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 the, the devil tried to tell Ayla, Ayla, they're going to shut down your agency. You know, your first, your first, your first knee-jerk reaction is, ooh, what am I going to do for a job? Now, but when you start thinking about it, you're like, wait a minute. I didn't have this job, and the Lord gave me this job. I was busted and disgusted. I I wasn't qualified for this job. I didn't have college. I didn't have experience. I came out of retail. God brought you out of retail at Kohl's. And put you working for the state of Oklahoma. Doing what were you doing over there? What are you doing there now? Uh, licensing? No, not licensing. She's an executive assistant, but she's about to become a licensing coordinator in abstracting, right? She went from Coles. Are y'all hearing me today? I'm, I'm trying to get y'all to remember some things. God has brought you a long way. God has brought you a long way. You are not where you used to be. If he brought you this far, how in the world do you think you're going to get yourself farther? When it's him that brought you this far. Debbie, Lord gave, Lord gave her her job. She wasn't qualified. Annie said, Annie said it. She's like, there's no sticking way. Not that Annie don't have no faith, but in the natural, she's just, Annie, she worked for the state of Oklahoma. When Debbie put in for the job, Annie said, she can't get it. I said, why do you say that? She said, because it's impossible in the natural. I said, but God. She said, yeah, only but God. She told me straight, Annie said, the only way Debbie gets that job is if God gives her that job. Guess what? Debbie got the job. Debbie got the job. Positions start to open. Now you got to be careful because when positions start to open up, see, we start to get this elevated. And I'm not, I'm not trying to knock Debbie, but we start to get this elevated idea. We start to forget what the Lord has done for us. To keep your heart right, you have to remember. Some of y'all are a bunch of two-bit crooks in the natural Three-time losers. In the natural. Bunch of drug-sucking, uh, booze-guzzling, 
In the natural, that's where we came from. I mean, that's where he brought us from. Women, yeah. Women chasing, man hating. That's where that's where we came from. Gender confused. <clears throat> Hello. Now, if we're, if we're giving ourselves over to what we were, we were a mess. But he's brought us a long way. Amen. Some of us, we couldn't have us a husband. We got us a husband. Some of us, we couldn't have us a wife, but we got us a wife. Some of us, we couldn't hold down a job, but now we have successful careers. Some of us, we, 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 we never dreamed we owned a business. Now we own a business. Debbie went from being a stripper. true not the kind of stripper you think it's a concrete stripper she worked she worked on prefabricated concrete walls and she would strip the walls after they there were certain things that had to be done and so she came she went from (laughs) Lindsay's like my god it's like She's like, I am just praying for Debbie right now. (laughs) Pastor put her on blast right in front of everybody. (laughs) Uh, She went from working in this field with large, you know, uh, big, big equipment, giant. Listen, she's out there driving bulldozers with a bunch of roughnecks. Those guys, listen, those guys are out there. They're like, who is she? They would tell her, that's the girl, that's the woman going to take your job if you don't straighten out. Because, man, she, she, Debbie hold her own for real. But as we come back here, she applies for a job that's, that they need a, a degree. She got the job, contrary to what the state of Oklahoma said, contrary to everything that was in the books. Now, now go to the, go to the book of Deuteronomy. Boy, I wasn't expected to do this today, but we're, it's too late. We're in there. Amen. Go to the book of Deuteronomy. This is We've been talking about it. Don't think we're just doing that. I'm not doing this. This ain't a fundraiser. I've been talking about this for weeks because I believe God wants to position us for increase. Deuteronomy 8. <clears throat> so you have to have a heart right when you give. And, and I'm, I'm about to, in the end here, I'm going to show you how... Well, I'll tell you in a minute. I won't get the cart in front of the horse. So look what it says. Well, I'm going to have to tell you now. So Deuteronomy 8.1, uh, let, me, let me read a little bit more. I'm going to read to you from Corinthians. Go back to that Corinthian scripture up front. Everybody stay in Deuteronomy, but go to the Corinthian scripture up front here, and then, then I'll have you go back. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9, right? Okay, every man according every man according as he purposes his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, or just because there's a need, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Say God loveth a cheerful giver. And 
And when you are, God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Say all grace. All grace. Say it again. What is grace? It's unmerited favor. It's unmerited favor. So you know what the Bible says? The Bible says he will cause all unmerited favor, all undeserved favor to abound. Listen, if you're in prison, if you're in a mental institution, if you are in an environment that is not conducive to the things of God, it don't matter. If you are a Christian and you are a doer of the word of God, then your environment will have to change to sustain what God says. No matter where you're no matter what the adversity, no matter what's going on in the economy, no matter what's happening in your life. If you're in prison and you become a born-again Christian, you can apply these principles. And guess what? All grace, while you're in prison, all grace, unmerited favor. You're going, to have, you're going to have more in your account than everybody else. Glory to God. You know, the way I would tell people, I'd say my quarter pounder is way more than a quarter pound. You know why? Because all grace abounds toward me. My large fry is really an extra large fry. Because when they give me my fry, they really shake them in there. Glory to God. If, if Listen. You don't want to listen unless you're unless you're in there unless you're in there with the Lord. You don't want to go to the hibachi grill with me, because you know what? All grace abounds toward me. You know that little scoop of rice they got left. You know where it's coming? It ain't going to you. It's going to me. Glory to God. That little extra piece of chicken that ran off. It ain't going on you. Listen, he go pick it up. He go come right over to me. I, you, I, I know y'all don't believe me, but it's the truth. When, when we go fishing, listen, when we go fishing, I don't have to try. Listen, I don't have to be praying, oh, God, send the fish. Listen, when I go fishing, them fish are coming to me, whether they want to or not. And if you come with me, you can try all you want. Listen, unless you get a revelation like I got a revelation, I'm going to stomp on you. That's just all there is to it. It's not, a, it's not arrogance, because guess what? It's not me. It's the Word of God. The Word of God works. The Word of God works. His grace abounds toward me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what Joe Biden says. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the naysayers, the doom seekers. I don't care what they say. I believe God. Oh, hallelujah. If I had a paper Bible, I'd throw it at somebody. <laughs> so that's, that's how you give with a right heart, right? That's how you give with a right heart. You give with a right heart. You give cheerfully. You give joyfully. You give knowing. Listen, when I give, I give knowing that that is not money gone. If, if the Lord told me today, give Ayla 10000 when I write that check, I'm not thinking, oh, am I, where can I cut back? I'm like, no, somebody about to hand me some big money somewhere. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. 
I, I do. I believe it. I believe it with all my heart. It's, and I don't have to go. The, the reason I don't have to go through the process. Some of y'all in the beginning, you might have to go through the process of making a confession. As you do it, you may have to reassure yourself. Do whatever you got to do until you get to the point where it just automatically works. Where you're living in that flow where all grace abounds toward you no matter what. I'm not going to say that because then you're going to think I'm irresponsible. There's some, there's some people, if you, if you buy, if, 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 if you're, if some people you go with them and they're like, hey man, can you spot me, you know, 10 or $20 uh, so I can pay for this? I, I'll, I'll get it back to you. Some people you do that to them and they're like bill collectors. They on the phone three to, they, in the next day you get in the call. Yes, I'm calling concerning your debt. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you something. When you have a revelation of these verses, it's not that you're irresponsible. It's just that you have no thought. You take no thought. You take no thought. You take no thought. If I buy you something, if I sell you something, if I sell you something, I have sold people stuff in this church and forgot that I sold it to them. David one time. I, so I, I think I sold him a computer or something. I probably forgot the next day. I don't know how long later it was, but he hands me some money. He's like, sorry, Pastor, it took so long. I said, for what? I said, did you make a pledge? Or? He was like, no, remember when you sold us that computer? I was like, no. He's like, well, dang, I should have just kept it then. <laughs> no, no, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. <laughs> There's a, it's not irresponsibility. Here, here's, the, here's the thing with me. Glory to God. His grace abounds. You, you know what? It's almost better if you don't pay me. Not for you, but for me. Because it's going to abound toward me. I don't care. Listen, if I pay for, if I pay for your food, I'm not going to remember it the next day. You're not going to get a phone call from me that, where my money is that how kings is that how king, kings go driving down the road and stop at people that own money say, hey, where's my money? That's street. That's street. That's thug. Glory to God. So are you saying, Pastor, that we should let no, I don't hang around with I don't hang around with people that'll take advantage of that. Or I try not to. So you have to guard your heart. Because you know what? If you get around me and I start doing that way, some of you might be like, it's nice hanging around Pastor Zig. He pay all the bills. No, if you get a wrong heart, guess what? You're going to get out of that flow. See, because not only do we have to be right in our giving, we have to be right in our receiving. We have to be right in our receiving. So you know what? When you go to receiving, don't get this elevated idea that somehow or another uh, you're deserving of it. It's about time, boy. I had to give a lot to get that. Now, guess that was a courtesy 20 right there. Whatever you got without a courtesy, 
That wasn't a harvest. Not with your heart being like that. Not with your heart. Because you know what? You don't deserve it. You're not entitled to it. It's the blessing. It's the blessing. Some of you got to get this idea out of your head that you're a good steward. Some of you are cheap. It's not good steward. You're cheap. You got a poverty mentality. You're never, you, you'll, you'll never retire. You can't retire. You'll never have enough to retire. You're too broke to retire. See how quiet it got? <laughs> now, you have time to change it. In seven, listen, this is how God does. In seven minutes, God gave us a 30 grand contract. In seven minutes. In seven minutes. In seven, in seven, Jasmine, in seven minutes, you get a 30 grand contract. In seven minutes. I'm not the most master, but listen, I invited 10 people to like the page. One person out of the 10 people, 30 grand contract. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Glory to God. Skill? No, it ain't no skill. Now, I'm going to do excellent work. Well, you're going to be able to put a fry an egg on that plane, be able to eat off of it and not think you're going to get anything. It's going to be clean. You, you, before your butt even sit on the wing, it's already going to be on the ground knowing it's going to slip off. Because I do, I do, listen, I do good work. Excellent work. But you know what? The Lord. I, I can't, listen, the Lord caused his grace to abound toward us. So you got to have a right heart in your receiving. So when you receive, and, and again, y'all know I'm not bragging. It's just I'm, I'm giving you information. It's not a brag. It's a fact. I'm giving you information. So you, when you receive, you have to receive and not take advantage because someone, for example, when that guy called me and said, I'm going to buy you an airplane. You know what? I started, I tried to get, I tried to go cheap and less. I, I was thinking, I'm, I don't want to take advantage of his kindness. At the same time, I want to benefit from what the Lord's trying to do for me. So I didn't buy the most expensive airplane. But the Lord caused his grace to abound toward me, and he blessed me with a, with a better airplane. Uh, and it, God, he, he, he sees to it. Okay. I wasn't deserving of it. He sees to it. So let me finish up. I'm, I'm about to finish up. So say be careful. Be careful. <laughs> Deuteronomy 8. And Deuteronomy warns us. We always read the first verse. Look what it says. All the commandments which I command you this day shall you observe to do that you may live, multiply, go in and possess the land which the Lord swear to your fathers. But verse 2, check out what verse 2 says on. It says, and thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. In other words, don't forget where you came from. Anybody? 
Don't forget where you came from. You ain't that far from it. It's only by the grace of God. It's only by the grace of God. Remember the way which the Lord led thee these 40 years in the wilderness? To, to, and here's why. To humble thee. And to test you. Prove thee is what it says. To know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and he suffered. All these things that we go through are tests. Tests so that we can see what we've learned. You ought to take inventory every time. Every time something happens, every time the Lord tells you to do something, every time you have a test when it comes to giving or receiving, take inventory. Find out where you drop the ball and fix it. Don't, don't cry in your beer. Number one, you shouldn't have beer in front of you to begin with. Number two, all the crying and, and belly aching about that's not going to help you. Isn't that right? But if you, can, if, you can, if you can hone in on where you're hitting rough patches, where you're, where you're hitting difficult places, then you can abound uh, in the things of God. It said he, he, humbled thee and he, he humbled thee and he suffered thee to hunger and he fed thee with manna which thou knewest not, neither did your fathers know, that he might make uh, thee know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. See? So you have to have a right heart in your receiving. It's God that's, it's God that's your problem. When, when people come to this church, there, there are more people that have come to this church since we got in this location that they came and their hopes weren't to join a church family. Their hopes were to find a people that were willing to pay their bills. The reason why we don't give money out at this church is because we don't want to create a wrong relationship with people. We want to teach people how to live as the head and not the tail. How to be above and not beneath. And you don't do that by paying people's light bill and electric bill and gas bill and putting them up at a hotel. I mean, last week or week before last, someone came in here. He caught David. David, he pulled David in the back room. Then uh, David saw me. He's like, Pastor, you know, I'm glad he called me because I looked kind of, you know, was suspicious there. Uh, this guy in the back room with David. And he's like, hey, you know, I mean, my boys and my, you know, he told the story we hear hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Uh, we, if I could just get a night for, the whole, for a hotel, and I was like, well, you know, we don't give money to people. Well, you know, I just want you to be straight with you. He's like, let's, let's talk straight. I said, I said I, you want me to talk straight? We ain't giving you no money. I said, I don't know you. Then he got angry. I was like, so in one breath, you're going to ask me for money. In the next breath, you're going to treat me like crap? I reached up to touch me. He said, don't touch me. I said, get out of here. I was, what I was about to tell him is, I might personally be able to help you, but the church ain't going to do it. But you know what? You don't want me to touch you, but you don't want my money then. Because I'm all over my money. If I can't touch it, you can't touch it because I'm all over it. <laughs> but you know, people's hearts, they're not right. That's why people struggling. 
Some of us, that's why we struggle sometimes. Thank God for his grace. So let's finish up. It says, he humbled, he suffered, he hunger, fed thee, etc., etc. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That, look what it says. Your raiment waxed not old upon thee, neither did your foot swell these 40 years. Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth the son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Talking about the children of Israel. Therefore, he says, thou shalt keep my command, the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord thy God, look what it says. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land. A land of brooks of water, fountains, depths that spring out of valleys, hills. A land of wheat and barley and vines, fig trees, pomegranates. A land of olive oil and honey. A land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything. Say this with me. Say no lack. No lack. Say it again. No Say it again. No the word of God promises you no lack. Amen. No lack. Man, tires are high. It don't matter. Someone told me, he said, boy, you better get some tires for that airplane. You, they're running out of tires. I said, nah, there'll be some for me. I said, you on the other hand. <laughs> you on the other hand. You might have trouble. But me, oh, I abound in all things. Amen. No lack. No lack. Glory to God. I, listen, I ain't going and buying up the toilet paper at COVID. No lack. I wasn't hoarding toilet paper. I was like, Lord's going to supply. Thank God Cherie rolled up and had some. <laughs> She's like, Pastor, I want to bless you. Boy, listen, that's a, I, I could sold that on eBay for some money. Anyhow. <laughs> Glory to God. It says, thou shalt not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron, whose hills thou mayest dig brass. And when thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Look what it says in verse 11. This is what you need to hear. I'm almost done. I know if your butts fall asleep, turn the other cheek. I'm almost finished. Verse 11, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. God. Don't forget. Don't forget. You, you know what? Our, our, you, know, you know how our marriage has worked? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go as far as even in the marriage relationship. You know how our marriage has worked? We, we don't forget the Lord our God. This wasn't our idea. It's his idea. If it was his idea, it was a good idea. Even though at times we went through life and we thought, maybe this wasn't such a great idea. You know, the world will tell you all kinds of stuff. We got, I was 19, she was 20. You know what they told us? Now, I'm not trying to be ugly, but that's just the way it was. You're too young. You're too young. I never told my daughter that. She got married at 19. Never told my daughter. You're too young. She went following a band around. You know what? They, they got two beat up cars. They live in a one room shack. Essentially. It's not, ugly. It's not bad. They thank God they don't have roaches. It's clean. It's good for them. Furniture second hand. Everything's second hand. They're good. She go to the thrift store to buy her clothes. She's happy. She's been doing that for years. 
You try to buy her new stuff. She's like, no, I like this stuff over here. I'm like, baby, somebody else wore that. She's like, yeah. Well, whatever, you know, whatever. Here's the thing. She didn't do it because she had to. She does it because she likes it. There's a difference. You got to have a right heart. So she's, you know what? She has a right heart. Followed a band around. She, she went three weeks following a band around the country. Oklahoma, Reliant K. Oklahoma City. From Oklahoma City, they went to Dallas. She went to Dallas. They went from Dallas to Austin. Followed them to Austin. Went from Austin to Houston. Followed them to Houston. Went for, they went from Houston to uh, Louisiana. They came home for four days. And then they went up to Cleveland. Followed them up in Cleveland. From Cleveland, they followed them down to Cincinnati. From Cincinnati, they followed them to... Um, to uh, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Slept in their car most of the time in sleeping bags. You know what? You know what I didn't say? Don't do that. You know why? Because you got to do it while you can. See, most people trying to live when they're already dying. Get you living out the way early. I said, once that baby comes, mama, you ain't going nowhere. You sure ain't sleeping in no car. I'm telling you that right now. I said, but while you can, while you can, listen, I can't sleep in no car. My, my leg won't let me. You understand? My hip won't let me. My shoulder won't let me. My neck won't let me. I wake up one whole side of my body be asleep. I went to a concert with Gabriel on Thursday. Stood for four hours. Boy, I was shifting. I hadn't done that since I was a teenager. I'm shifting. I know them people behind me was like, make up your mind. <laughs> Yesterday, I was walking around like Ted. <laughs> I felt like I had done a bunch of calf exercises. Boy, I was like, what happened? All I did was stand up. But anyway, uh, Michael... Get her, she, they get her, her catalytic converter gets stolen while they're in the last concert they were attending. Some crackhead come cut it off. <laughs> Sold it for their next, you know, fix. And she calls me one in the morning, Dad, they stole my catalytic converter. I'm like, it'll be all right. She, she doesn't understand that you can run a car without one, that that thing's just for the government. But anyway, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> You can, you, can, you can run it, just put a Pringles can. <laughs> just, you know, temporary. But anyway, you know, she, then she comes home. Here's the thing. I ain't going to tell her she too. When she, when she decides she's going to get married, I was like, I, I would prefer you wait. But you know what? What can I say? She's like, I feel like the Lord put us together. Yeah, that's all I needed to hear. If they're, if they're both fully persuaded of it. See, that's what got us through. That's what got us through having one can in the cabinet. Being the, that's what got us through me being in the shower all lathered up and then the water just slowly come to a trickle. Lewis out there in the front shutting it off. Because <laughs> back in the day, he's a meter man then. 
Oh, man, have the water cut off of while I'm in the shower. Have, I mean, I was in the shower. I was lathered up. I had soap everywhere. And, and all of a sudden, that water just quit. I knew, I knew immediately. I looked out the window, and that old boy was out there, and he was, put, he was putting a lock on it. I'm like, hey! I said, five minutes. He's like, pay your bill. Back then, you had telephone on the wall. No phone, no gas. We had the gas shut off for an entire summer. It's like we, didn't, we don't really need it until it's cold. <laughs> Flip the switch, no electricity. Come outside and they'd hook up, hook up the car to haul it off and repossession. Heck, we lived in an apartment complex. You couldn't even put your muddy shoes outside. They'd run off by themselves. And they live right there. You know you're going to see them. But you know what? We didn't, you know what? We didn't make it because now I'm not, I'm not going against counseling. If you need it, go get it. But that's not what... That, you know what really got us through? Knowing that the Lord put us there. If he put us together, it was a good idea. No matter what we think, it was a good idea. I am yours and you are mine. And it helped that she was hot. I don't forget the I don't forget the Lord. I can't forget the Lord. Don't forget, say don't forget. Don't forget him in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes. Lest when thou hast eaten and are full and built goodly houses and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and their silver and thy gold multiply and thou hast multiplied, then in thine, thine heart be lifted up. Thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage who led thee through the terrible wilderness wherein there were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought and there was no water. Who brought forth water out of the rock of flint who fed thee in the wilderness with manna which thy fathers knew not that he might humble thee that he might prove thee to do thee good in thy latter end. That thy saying in thy heart, my power and, my, and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. See, that's why you got to get your heart right and you're receiving. Some of, us, some of us earn the money that we got, but God got us to the place where we were high earners too. And so we got we to remember. Then it goes on to say, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto your fathers it is this day. Amen. I know I went through that last part fast, but some of you getting off the bus. I want to make sure you get this. Amen. Amen. Little chihuahua eyes. <laughs> he looking at me with the chihuahua eyes. Praise God. Stand up everywhere, will you? Did this help anybody? Glory to God. Well, glory. glory. So you got to, just like you got to have the right heart to give, you got to have the right heart to receive. So when you receive, you don't receive out of, um, out of the feeling of entitlement. 
you receive out with humility. The Lord has done great things for me. You know what? You don't have to do this, but I'm going to receive it. Amen. Because I believe that the blessing of the Lord is going to abound toward you just like you've blessed me. God's going to bless you. Amen. So I receive it. Amen. There's, there's some people I've told them, I've said, now, are you sure? Miguel, when he, Miguel um, 10, when he slid that check over to me that was blank, told me to write that check for the amount of what came in in the first week of the offerings there in Springfield. He thought it would be, you know, $3,000 or something. It ended up being $35,000. So I, when, I, when I called him, I said, are you sure? He said, Lord told me to do it. Bless God, I'm going to do it. Okay. Write that check for $35,000. So I wrote $35,000 on that blank check. Then he, in the next breath, he says, that ain't for you. That ain't for your ministry. That's for you personally, your, you and your family. I was like, are you sure, Miguel? Oh, yeah. That's what I want to do. That's what I said. Bye. I mean, he, he's real abrupt. So we, do, we, don't, we don't be like, you know, Titus, I'm, 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 I'm Titus. You know, when someone got the money out, don't, don't be all quick to. I'm going to be like, Titus, I was going to bless you, but my God. Anybody ever had that happen to you? Where, where you, you, was, you was really wanting to bless somebody and they was all. One year, Ted, Ted blessed an entire family with Christmas. The next, the next year, the next year, they're calling him, they're calling him up saying, hey, you, you going to bless us this year? That's not how you, listen, church. No. No, no, no. That's not what we do. If, if, I, if I take y'all out and be like, you know what? I'm going to bless y'all. I'm, I'm going to bless y'all. Don't be, listen, don't be right away. Oh, can I see it? Can I, can I see a menu again? I'd like to add something. Now, if you weren't going to have that to begin with, don't do it. That's how I had to tell my guys. I was like, don't buy nothing for you. Um, that, don't make that pastor pay for nothing that you wouldn't buy for yourself. If you wouldn't pay that yourself, don't get it. That's right. okay. don't do it. Guys, ordering off the dollar menu when you're by yourselves. I give you my credit card. I'm finding bills for $75. You stop somewhere and eight. When you're paying for yourself, you can we go buy McDonald's? I need to get a McDouble. Poverty mentality. Praise the Lord. Amen. You gotta have a right heart. Praise God. You have to have a you have to have a right heart. Now you know what you can't always take the you know if I if I if, if I, we go to lunch or something and we're at some fancy place, some of y'all can't take the bill. If it's a $600 check, you're not going to, some of y'all ain't going to take the check. That's your rent. 
your car payment. Unless the Lord tells you. Then you get out there and you do what the Lord says. But we with humility and with joy toward the Lord, we, we receive. Amen. We receive like Jesus would receive. Amen. With a grateful heart, with a contrite spirit, with humility. Knowing that our receiving of the gift is going to cause a blessing to come to the individual that is sowing into us. So today, you know what I want you to do today? I want you to get out, a, get out an offering. So get something out. Get an offering out. Something. A, a cash offering. Get some cash out. If you don't have cash, tell me. I'll try to get you some of mine. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Did everybody get a cash offering? I'll get you a cash offering now. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Now take that offering and give it to somebody else. Take what you have and give it to somebody else. Take that cash, give it to somebody else. You're going to be reluctant. Especially if you if especially if that money was your money. If that money was your money, take and give it to somebody else. Give it to somebody else. All right. You got it? You got it? All right. Got it? Yeah, okay. Wonderful. Now, some of you just, how many of you ended up with more than what you had a minute ago? How many of you ended up with less than what you had a minute ago? It it's, it's kind of switches off, don't it? How many of you ended up with nothing now? Yeah. So, there was a big shift that happened. Some of you got more. Some of you have less. And some of you now have nothing. <laughs> some of you right now saying, man, I needed that. I needed that gas. Man, praise the Lord. Lord just supplied gas money. No, he didn't. Give it away again. Give it away again. Give it to somebody else. Give that to somebody else. Give it to somebody else. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Give it to somebody else. Give it to somebody else. All right. So now, how many of you have more now than what you had before? How many of you? <laughs> I was like, double, glory to God, double. You know, if we do this enough, if we do this enough, you're going to get to the point where you don't care. You know why? Because it ain't yours. It ain't yours. 
See, so maybe, in, maybe in the beginning you're like, oh, hey, I might, I might leave here with a little bit of gas money. But here in a minute you'll be like, man, I might leave here with nothing. I might leave here with nothing. I might not even leave here with what I, had I known, had I, known I was going to have to give it away, I'd have got something else out. Right? Right? But, but after a while, you don't care. You know why? Because you're just doing, you're, you're going through the process of doing what the Lord wants. That's how you do how the Lord wants you. Nothing is yours. Everything is His. Hold on to everything loosely. You never know when God's going to tell you to give it away. And you never know in a moment, in a moment, He could turn it around. In a moment, in a moment. Some of you that need a thousand, some of you that need ten thousand, some of you that need a hundred thousand, some of you that need a house. How many need a house? See, it's it, we're at the top of the bubble, but guess what? I'm calling in houses for you right now in the name of Jesus. New house in the name of Jesus. How many of y'all need a new car? Amen. Hey, little, take one. Listen, she, she's like, I'm, I don't really need it, but I'll receive one. How many of you will do that? Maybe you don't need it, but you in the name of Jesus, I'll lose a car to you now. Because he can do it. He can do it. In a month. Tomorrow, see, tomorrow, some of y'all are going to go and you're going to look and you're going to say, I'm just going to look at this. And you're going to drive home in a brand new car because your faith was activated today. I'm not trying to sell y'all something crazy. I'm not being materialistic. I'm talking about the provision of the Lord. One more time. Give it away to somebody else. I think I just heard someone singing Red Hot Chili Peppers or something. Is that who that group was? What do you want me to do with that? I, I receive it. Amen. Gabriel. <laughs> okay, now we're going to keep it. No, no. I, <laughs> you know what? It, you, you do what you want with this. You can sew it. I, I just, uh, I would, uh, it's not like we're, we're, we're hurt for, or hard up for money around here. You can do whatever you want to do. You can sew it. You can keep it. But I just want you to get that lesson that we have to be givers freely. <laughs> Sometimes I'll tell people, get the wallet from the person next to you. Yeah. It's like you give them the wallet. And then I tell people, now just open it up and give whatever's in there. Just give, give you. You know what? When you're giving from somebody else's wallet, you don't even care. You're like, all right. <laughs> but you know, honestly, that's what we're doing. He's our supplier. He's our provider. Amen. That's, that's the heart that we need. If we have that kind of freedom, then we're open to the Lord blessing and doing all that he wants to do in us. Uh, in, supernatural increase headed your way. You're going to say what you have and have what you say. Doors of opportunity are opening for you today. I speak over every business person in this building in the name of Jesus. I declare that this year is going to be your year for super duper natural increase in the name of Jesus. I declare that some of you getting into million flow this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Hallelujah. All right. If you have your offering, you can sow it. Uh, if you have your super seed, you could sow it. You could do your tithe, text to give Winners Church at 779-7777. Uh,
Um, Lord, we pray over every offering. We pray over every tithe. We pray over every gift. Lord, I thank you for the willingness of your people uh, to be obedient to you, to do, Lord, uh, what you've commanded them to do. Father, we thank you today for the privilege that we have to be participants in the economy of heaven. Lord, may your grace abound toward us. Uh, may increase abound toward us, Lord. Uh, not for filthy lucre, not for the purpose, Lord, of personal gain, but God, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the harvest, let, let, let every good gift abound toward your people. Your word says every good and every perfect gift comes from you. And Father, I pray that you'll bless your people so that we can do, God, what you want us to do here in these last days and not have to be the borrower, but Lord, we can be the lenders. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. So Father, we thank you for the privilege and we pray a supernatural increase abound toward your people. In Jesus' name, everybody that believes it, shouted amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, listen. It's good today. It's good. It's good today. Uh, if you have an offering to sow, you can sow it here. If you need an envelope, the envelopes are on the back. Um, don't forget revival this week. I know I haven't been doing much altar ministry in these morning services because I get long-winded. And I don't intend to, honestly. Y'all know I'm trying to quit uh, early. But some of you that are accustomed to shorter services, uh, we, we've not yet learned how to have those. And um, we probably won't. But revival this week, starting Wednesday. Keep your ear to the ground. We'll make sure that we let you know. And then you can let all those that you've invited know how that's going to go, where we're going to be. But we are having revival no matter what, and I'm excited about it. So listen, um, if you do need prayer, uh, David, will you come? Tyler, will you come? Praise the Lord. Um, Debbie, will you come? Praise God. Miss Rhonda, will you come? I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have these folks here at the front. Uh, Debbie, Miss Rhonda. David and, and Tyler, if you need prayer before you leave here today, come and see one of these folks. If if someone doesn't come to you for prayer and only one person comes and all y'all just pray for them. Amen. But if you need prayer, come and see one of these folks, whether you're sick, if you're sick in your body, if you need deliverance, if you if you need someone to agree with you for your circumstances to change, come and see one of these folks. So good to have those of you that are visiting with us today, to have you here today. If you don't have a home church, if you don't have a home church, I just want to say this to you. Welcome home. Welcome home. We are glad that you are here today. Uh, this, this, uh, if you're looking for a church, you have found it. Um, uh, Sam, I didn't get to say something to you last week. So good to have you. Praise the Lord. And uh, Rachel, so wonderful to have your daughter here today. Amen. I didn't get a chance to say hello to her yet, but we're so glad uh, that you came today. I love you guys. Um, pray for Joe and Jess. Uh, I, I will tell you this. Uh, baby Inez is in the NICU. She had some uh, things in her little body that didn't develop properly. And nothing that was major, nothing that was going to be harmful to her. Things that are totally fixable. Of course, we're believing in supernatural healing and health and wholeness. But uh, if the doctors have to intervene and do some work, uh, we're trusting that that will be done quickly and that the baby will be out of the NICU shortly. So keep Jess and Joe in your prayers. Uh, don't pester them about, you know, try, 
I, I know some of you, you just can't go without knowing what it is. Um, get over that. That's a demon. So uh, it's a bad spirit. You, you, you just pray, pray for them. It's all good. The baby is wonderful. Baby is a beautiful baby. Beautiful baby. I just don't understand how they come out looking so good sometimes when all that trauma, you know, getting that head through that small space. It's just like, you know, some of them come, come looking like Muhammad Ali, you know, uh, after a fight, all swollen. But she was, she was gorgeous. She's just beautiful. Eight pounds, two ounces, 21 and a half inches long. Yeah, little Jess, that's a big baby for little Jess. She's beautiful, guys. She's gorgeous. They are so, so, so blessed, and we're so blessed. Uh, Annie and I get to uh, be uh, acting grandparents to this one as well since Joe and Jess don't have family here. We love that, man. We feel like Amelia's our grandbaby too. But anyway, I love you guys. Again, if you need prayer, come. Uh, we're here plenty of time. Go in his presence. If you're going to go before you leave, love someone because you do. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I'll see you Wednesday.